Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. We now know the pairings for the state tournament. Welcome into our tournament pairing special here on the Big X Sports Radio. So glad to have you with us here on this Sunday evening. A very busy two hours coming ahead. This is something that we've done now for years and years. It's become an annual tradition, uh, part of our high school coverage here on the Big X. And so glad to welcome in over the next two hours Ten different head coaches from across southern Indiana, primarily Clark and Floyd counties. We will step outside of our immediate broadcast area and talk with some maybe front runners, you could say, in their respective sectionals. But it's going to be a fun two hours. It's always a marathon-like two hours here in our Big X studios in Jeffersonville. I want to recognize and thank Trevor Kelsey uh, for producing this show tonight. He'll be keeping us on the air and getting all of our guests dialed in and ready to go. But uh, let's tell you what's ahead. Ten coaches. Uh, we'll start with 1A. We'll go to 4A. And when we sign off the air at 9 o'clock, we'll have Borden coach Doc Nash coming up to kick off our 1A interviews in just a few minutes. Also, Christian Academy coach Hayden Casey will join the program today as well. Then our uh, next segment, the 2A segment, got to talk with Brownstown coach David Benner about the Braves this year. They have been unbelievable. His son uh, has had a tremendous season as well. And everybody thinking ahead to a potential Brownstown-Providence matchup. And now that the brackets are out, we know when that matchup could possibly happen. Henryville coach Jared Hill, the Hornets have had a terrific season. and He's going to join us as we talk to a sectional tonight. And, of course, Providence coach Ryan Miller will be with us later in this hour, number one as well. Second hour, that'll be our 3A and 4A hour here on the tournament pairing special tonight. Silver Creek coach Brandon Hoffman will kick off the 8 o'clock hour a little bit later. You talk about a coach and a program here locally that has had so much experience and success recently in the state tournament. Not just the boys, but the girls at Silver Creek have been really good. And Silver Creek always, you got to consider them a factor. Uh, that program has just been red hot recently. And Coach Hoffman will chat with us tonight. Also, later in the show, our 4A segment, we've got four coaches from the 4A Seymour sectional that are going to be with us. We've always got to have the big dogs, Floyd Central, Jeff, and New Albany. So we'll hear from Coach Walters of Floyd in his first year. We'll hear from first-year Jeff coach Sharon Wilkerson. We'll hear from outgoing New Albany coach. After 25 years, Jim Shannon is hanging it up at New Albany. He's going to join us to wrap up our show tonight and preview uh, his Bulldogs 
for the tournament and, of course, the sectional. But we had to include Jennings County as well. They've had a tremendous season. Josh Land and his group, uh, Coach Land, has done a terrific job. And so we'll talk Jennings County basketball coming up a little bit later in the program tonight. That's the schedule. Uh, Glad you're with us. Yes, this will be available as a podcast. If you missed the live show, all you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You can listen to all of our uh, daily shows. We have Monday through Friday in the 11 a.m. hour, which are focused on IU basketball. Of course, a little football, but mainly IU basketball and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective as well. And this tournament pairing special, kind of an extension of our weekday show, our daily show here on the Big X. Well, first off, before we go any further, let's recap the pairings. We've got two 1A sectionals to recap. Sectional 61 at West Washington. Game one, West Washington will take on Borden. Game two, Rock Creek and Christian Academy. Game three on Friday night, South Central gets a bye. They will take on the winner of West Washington and Borden. Lanesville also a bye. They'll get the winner of Rock Creek and Christian Academy. We've got to keep an eye on 1A sectional 62. It's at New Washington. New Washington really only the local team, the only local team in that sectional that we would focus on, but Game 1, Shaw Memorial from Madison against New Washington. Game 2, Rising Sun against Medora. Game 3 on Friday night, the semifinal round, Trinity Lutheran will get the New Washington Shaw Memorial winner, and Crothersville will await the winner of Rising Sun and Medora. 2A, sectional 46 at Southwestern Hanover. Boy, that's going to be a fun ticket and a great place to be uh, later this month and into March for sure, because that's where Brownstown and Providence are at, two of the uh, schools stealing the early talk about that sectional for sure. Game 1, Henryville and Austin. Game two, Brownstown and Eastern Pekin. Game three is Clarksville and Providence, the two town championship rivals. It's a rematch of the town title uh, postseason edition, we can call it. Game four, a Friday night semifinal. Southwestern Hanover with a bye. That's a good draw for them. They'll get the Henryville Austin victor. And then game two, game five in the bracket, but game two on Friday night. It could be the matchup that everybody has been waiting for. Brownstown and Providence, if the Braves can beat Eastern Pekin and if Providence can get past Clarksville. So that could be the setup at 2A sectional 46 on Friday night once we get to sectional week. 3A sectional 30 at Charlestown. What a facility that is. Game 1, North Harrison and Cordon Central. Game 2, Madison and Scottsburg. Game three, Charlestown and Silver Creeks. The rivals right down the road from 403, Highway 403 from each other, will battle in the opening round of sectional play. Game four, a Friday night semifinal. Salem, the only bye in that sectional. They'll take on the North Harrison Cordon winner. Game five on Friday night will be the Madison Scottsburg winner and the Charlestown Silver Creek winners doing battle. Some great games. That's a sectional. I think Scottsburg is the favorite on paper, but that's a sectional that's wide open. There are two or three teams I think that could challenge for that sectional, uh, to be quite honest. 4A sectional 15, one of my personal favorites to be, Seymour High School and Lloyd E. Scott Gymnasium. Not only do they host a sectional, but they host a regional and semi-state as well. Game one on Tuesday night, Bedford North. Lawrence and Jennings County. 
Two of the favorites in the sectional are going to battle against each other right out of the gate. Game two will have a big rivalry flavor from our area, Floyd Central and New Albany, the postseason addition in that second first-round game. Game three on Friday night, a semifinal. Sharon Wilkerson's Red Devils of Jeffersonville will take on the Jennings County Bedford North Lawrence winner. That could be a great game. And Seymour also getting a bye. They will take on the Floyd Central New Albany winner. So that is a look at the sectionals uh, here locally that we'll be discussing with a lot of the head coaches involved uh, in the sectionals here tonight. Two other things I've got to mention before we get to our first guest. Number one, boy, what a great weekend it's been for girls basketball, women's basketball here in the area. Yesterday, the semi-states, Class 3A, Cordon Central, a 48-42 winner over Indian Creek. The Panthers are headed to the 3A state championship game in Indianapolis next week. And then you drop down to Class 1A, Lanesville and Angie Hinton, the Eagles winners in a big way, 45-21 over Jack Sindel. They are headed to a 1A state championship game. Two girls teams from Harrison County, playing for state championships next week. That is just amazing for Harrison County, great for Southern Indiana girls basketball, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the Indiana Hoosiers, the women's team today. Uh, They uh, got past Purdue in a big way, 83-60, and uh, won the Big Ten regular season title for the first time since 1983, just the second ever Big Ten Women's Championship for that program. Uh, They did it in front of a sold-out audience, a sold-out crowd at Assembly Hall. So a big weekend for women's basketball. We sure wish Coach Hinton and Coach Conrad uh, the best of luck representing not just Harrison County, but Southern Indiana girls hoops next week in the regional. Bedford North Lawrence, also a winner, member of the Hoosier Hills Conference, and so they'll be playing for a championship as well. Forest Park, a little further to our west, they'll be in the 2A state title game for the girls' side next week, so a ton of representation here from far southern Indiana in the girls' state championships next week. A lot of excitement about 1A sectional at West Washington, that is sectional 61, and boy, that should be a good one. Doc Nash, the coach of Borden, is with us to start our first of 10 coaches here this evening. Coach Nash, great to talk some tournament basketball with you here tonight. Hey, thanks for having me on, Matt. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Before we talk about the draw and your team, I want to just take a moment to recognize that that team you had 10 years ago uh, that won the 1A state championship. It seems like forever ago, Coach, but that was really a great win for not just Borden, but for our area. It kind of kicked off a great 10 years or so of high school basketball and a lot of success from local teams going on to make noise at the state level and win state championships. And you got a chance to have that group in its entirety, basically, back together uh, this weekend for the home game against Clarksville. Yeah, it was great to see those guys. Uh, all of them came back. Uh, we have one serving overseas in Germany, and, uh, you know, uh, we, we missed him. But uh, all of our main guys were there, and it was, it was great to reminisce and um, have a great time. So it was, uh, it was really fun to see those guys. 
Doc Nash of Borden, our first of 10 coaches with us tonight here on our tournament pairing special. Coach, your team is 15-7 and seven with one regular season game left. And really, it's been a nice close to the season. You did have a slip-up uh, earlier last week at Crawford County in a close game. But as you look ahead to West Washington, your opponent in the first round of the sectional, and overall that 1A sectional locally, uh, I can see a lot of scenarios playing out, and I think it will be there has the potential to be a lot of great matchups from start to finish. It's definitely uh, the the most balanced I think it's ever been in our uh, in my time coaching. Um, I think there's several teams that could win it. Um, it's going to be whoever can string uh, two or three games together really well and, and play really well. Uh, you got to make some shots. So. Uh, who can do that is, is going to come out of there, and they will have earned it for sure. Coach, you're going to take all, take on West Washington, the host school, in the, the game one to kick off the sectional. You guys played earlier this month, and it was at West Washington, a great game. The Braves victorious 57-55 in overtime. So just less than a month ago, you were at West Washington and won a close game. Uh, tell us about West Washington and the type of opponent that they will be to start postseason play for your club. You know, they're, uh, they're a tough matchup for us. Uh, they got a 6'5 kid uh, that's very skilled in Lane Hofler. Uh, he could be arguably arguably the best player in the tournament. Uh, he 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 scores at all three levels, and uh, he's he's a matchup issue for us. Uh, they got another guard, uh, Kenton Chase, that is lightning quick with the basketball, and um, you know I think Clayton has done a pretty good job with him. The Cambron kid can shoot it out there on the perimeter, and uh, there are other guys play really hard. Um, I felt like we. Uh, we didn't play particularly well in the fourth quarter against them. and um, You know, we got a lot of things to learn uh, between now and next week if, if we're going to uh, get a win against those guys. Doc Nash of Borden, our guest. Coach, you've had the unique opportunity to host this sectional for so many years. There have been a few changes in 1A, and this year, West Washington, the opportunity to host. One thing that has always stood out to me about that sectional, and I know there's been a little bit of change here recently, but has been the support of the teams in that sectional. When you guys at Borden uh, played host to things, even the girls' sectional there just a few weeks ago, outstanding crowds. All the schools have great fan bases. You can basically shut those communities down because when the team is playing, that's where everybody's going to be. Let's hope that continues at West Washington because that's been really unique, a great, great environment for all of those teams, including your Braves, to play in. Yeah, it's going to be it, – it, it'll be fun. It, it, at Borden, it's always a great environment. Um, they like to call Borden Nation. They come out in groves, and it's a, it's a blast to play in front of our home crowd. Um uh, I, I don't think it'll be any different uh, over at West Washington. I think the board and faithful will show up over there, and uh, all those communities will, will be the same way, and it'll be a great environment over there at Dub Dub 2. Now, Friday night you guys had a nice challenge and a good win, 58-54 over Clarksville as you start to head to the end of the regular season. Just one more game left, February 24th, a home game against Salem. Talk about your team's performance there and down the stretch, who's been stepping up, who's been leading the way, who's helping prep this team for the postseason. You know, I think we do it by committee. Kasem, uh, uh, he has to carry a lot of our scoring load. Uh, Alex Schuler played exceptionally well the other night. Um, 
hit four threes and had 20 points for us. It was just terrific. Um, Judd Missy and Alex both carry a ton of our defensive load, and they've been absolutely um, tremendous on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, we just got to gain some more confidence in our shooting and uh, keep moving the basketball and stay within what we do well, and, and things will work out for the way we want them to. Doc, I know it's been a special year for you. You've had an opportunity to coach Kaysom Nash, your son. He had a nice scoring mark recently. In fact, I think it may have happened at West Washington during the regular season version of who you'll play in the sectional. So I, I know I've said this on the radio before, but it, it comes up when you think about tournament time. Doc, I can remember being at the Fieldhouse in Indianapolis when you won the thing, doing the game on the radio, and both of your boys were young on the bench, so excited for you and those guys to win for the Borden community. What's it been like to coach Kasem now and see him do some pretty good stuff? Oh, it's a blast. It's a, it's a privilege and an honor, and uh, our relationship's pretty special, and he's a good kid, uh, which makes it even better. And uh, We represented or uh, honored him the other night for scoring 1,000 points uh, when we right after we recognized the state team, and to see some of those guys hug him and uh, for him to be there on the bench with us that day and then 10 years later get a 1,000 point, be honored the same night we honored the state team. was uh, It was pretty cool. It was uh, to see that unfold and those guys love him as much as his teammates do now. It was, uh, it was great. It was great. Doc Nash of Borden, my guest. Coach, you've been doing this for a long time. For you now at Borden, 17 years you've been there. Uh, and led this program very uh, successfully, really, throughout all of those years. What changes this time of year when it comes to practices or preparation or daily routines for your team once the pairings are out and when you know the regular season has either ended or is about to come to a close? What's different about your daily practices and your daily routines for the Braves? Honestly, not much. Uh, I think maybe we, we shorten it just a little bit. Uh, we shorten practice a little bit. We try to get more shots up. Um, probably a little bit less contact in practice, uh, just for the fear of injuries. Um, but in terms of uh, changing routines and that kind of thing, not much, honestly, Matt. We have we're still going to do what we do, and what's got us to this point is practicing hard every day and and, and continuing to work and trying to get better for the postseason. So. I don't think a whole lot of it is going to change. All right, Doc Nash of Borden, our first of 10 area coaches to join us tonight. Coach Nash, always enjoy catching up, especially this time of year. Best of luck to you and your program here in the upcoming sectional. Thanks again, Matt, for having us on. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Doc Nash with us to help kickstart the program. Our 1A segment, this opening segment of the program, and Class 1A, Sectional 61, at West Washington. Again, West Washington and Borden, that has the potential to be a great game. I think Borden, a big favorite there. They did play West Washington really close in overtime just a few weeks ago, but Borden, the better team of the two. West Washington hovering right around 500 this season, uh, and Borden putting together a nice campaign, 15-7, and seven, their record with one more regular contest still ahead. Another big game at West Washington will be game two on the 
opening night of sectional action, and that's Rock Creek against Christian Academy. That game will have a little rivalry feeling to it, and Coach Hayden Casey, uh, the third-year head coach of the Warriors, is with us now as our tournament pairings special continues. Uh, Hayden, Coach Casey, your reaction to the draw and to the opening round matchup against the Lions of Rock Creek? Well, first off, Matt, thanks for having me on, all the coaches uh, I'll be on tonight. I just appreciate all you do for our area. It's a special time. So I uh, think of special times next Tuesday should be one. So we got to get together as a team and watch the draw. And needless to say, we were excited uh, when we saw our name come up there and get to realize we get to play next Tuesday night uh, against Rock Creek again. And those ones are always fun so when we get to match up. So we're already looking forward to it. I tell you what, go back to December 9th. That was the regular season meeting between Christian Academy and Rock Creek. Uh, your team won, but it was narrow, 53-52. I know Rock Creek has been up and down this season, but uh, that one-point win I know was big for you early in the season, but that's got to stay with your team that you just clipped them by a point, and I'm sure they're expecting a battle there at West Washington. Oh, absolutely. You know, those games are always battles. And um, just speak to the team that Rock Creek is. Obviously, they're very talented this year. Um, but our guys, you know, going back to that regular season matchup, took some late-game heroics um, from our guys towards the end. But it's easy to focus on um, those late-game heroics. But, you know, as a coach, I focus on what happened the whole game. And we did what it took to win. And we also did so without our uh, 6'5 senior center, Caleb Roy, who didn't play that game. We had a couple other guys out as well. So for our guys to step up that night when we were missing some of our key guys, said a lot about the team we had early. And, you know, I really do feel like that game set the tone for the rest of our year that we've had so far. Hayden Casey of Christian Academy, my guest. The Warriors, one of a handful of teams, I think, that have a legitimate chance to win the sectional at West Washington. Coach, before we talk about some of your players, you guys have won seven games in a row. Going back to really the start of February, your group is undefeated. Is something clicked or has something changed in a positive way this month for your team? I think it. Uh, it's just credit to our guys. I mean, they come ready to practice every day. They have a great attitudes. They're a team that likes each other, and um, they're just a joy to coach. I mean, even when things aren't going our way in a game or maybe we have a bad practice, you just know they're always going to respond. And in that stretch, been fortunate enough to get some good wins too. Um, Evansville Christian came to our place in that stretch and some other games as well. And that's kind of been the theme throughout the whole season. You know, these guys – I've just came ready to play every game. Um, dropped a few, but been fortunate enough to win some as well that have really uh, made our season a special one so far. Coach Casey of Christian Academy joining me. Coach, I think most know that you are a Borden graduate and you have a very close and great relationship with Doc Nash, which has been great to see over the years. So you've got a great connection to Borden and that community. Uh, for you guys, and really for all the 1A coaches locally that are used to playing at Borden, that know the environment there, and of course you could maybe say it's an advantage for the Braves at times, but uh, what's it like or what's it going to be like to be at West Washington after so many years of great postseason hoops at Borden for that sectional? Yeah, that's a great question, Matt. I'm obviously biased, but um, it'll definitely be different. I just love having that sectional at Borden. It's been special for so, so many years. I think, obviously, Mr. Cheatham and the rest of the administration do such a great job hosting out there. But 
you know, just like uh, Coach Nash was saying a few minutes ago, I'm sure West Washington um, will do an absolutely phenomenal job as well. And uh, with all the schools in our sectional, obviously it's a little different this year uh, with new washout and West Washington in, but you know the support that each fan base is going to bring and um, the absolutely amazing atmosphere that's going to kick off Tuesday night. I can't help but smile just even thinking about it now. So uh, it will be different, um, but that, I don't think it will be a uh, bad change. I think it will be – uh, just different in the sense of what we've been accustomed to. Coach, we got to talk about some of your players, and I think it all starts with a sophomore, Joshua Renfro, that has had a tremendous season and really a great first few years to his high school campaign. He can really shoot it, he can really score it, and he has led the way in some of these big moments so far. Tell us about Renfro and his sophomore year thus far. Um, man, I don't even know where to start with that. I, I guess I would have to start with just how great of a young man he is. He, um, just an absolute joy to coach. And, you know, everyone sees, um, highlights or box scores or scoring totals or whatever, but man, the work that kid put in uh, ever since his high school, high school career started and well before even then, it's just the fruits of the labor, uh, that are showing now. So he's just, a phenomenal player that I'm very, very blessed to coach. And, you know, we're going to expect him next week uh, to step up in big games. You know, I think a big game this year for us um, at Silver Creek early in the season. I'm fortunate enough to go there and get a win, and he had 34 points. Um, you know, a top five Evansville Christian team comes to our place, and he scores 29 for us. Um, and you know, I could go on and on with performances, but he's going to be a guy, even as a sophomore, that we're going to have to look to next week. But I think he'd uh, – more than welcome that challenge for us. Coach Casey, let's look at the sectional 61 field for just a moment. I know you, like all the local coaches, very familiar with everybody, the coaches, the players, the offenses, the defenses. And I tell you what, I, I know Coach Nash even agreed that he thinks it's as wide open maybe as what it's been in a while, but Borden is 4-0 against sectional competition. South Central, behind them, 4-1 against sectional opponents. And then your Christian Academy team is 3-2 against sectional opponents. But some really interesting scores, especially if you look at those top three teams and even others in the sectional, I think make for interesting games or at least the potential for interesting games in most situations, no matter who wins and advances at West Washington. I think you're right on, and you know, have think of what Coach Nash said just a minute ago when he was on with you. Um, I just think it's the most wide open it's been since even I can remember. You know, I have I had the blessing to work with uh, Coach Steve Kerberg for seven years, and I even think of the sectionals I got to uh, be on his coaching staff. And I just think this year, uh, above all the others, at my time at Christian Academy is just as Coach Nash said, just wide open, and that just speaks to the teams that are in our sectional and the coaches and. You mentioned the familiarity, you know. I mean, coaches watch so much film, scout so much. There's not really much that you can hide at this point of the year. So I think that uh, will all make for hopefully some amazing games next week. It's just such a special time of year. and We have some special teams in the sectional. Absolutely, Coach. We talked a little bit about Joshua Renfro and the great season that he has had, and I think everybody knows what he brings to the Warriors. But can you highlight some other guys that have turned it up here in this seven-game winning stretch and this season overall that you are really going to rely on in, in, in sectional play? Well, absolutely. I, you know, with Joshua mine, I think of a fellow sophomore by the name of David Cook who, you know, last year as a freshman, uh, he, he got a few minutes in and then I think of the uh, sectional championship last season. 
um, the night before in our sectional semifinal. Uh, I mentioned Caleb Roy earlier. He uh, unfortunately tears his ACL that night, so we played board in the sectional championship that next night. And David Cook, who, like I said, he, he played sparingly throughout the year, but then that night he starts a sectional championship game as a freshman and did a lot of good things that night. And then ever since, whether it's the summer, early in the season, all the way to now, he's just been absolutely phenomenal. Just so improved in his game, does so much for us. Just like Caleb Roy, our senior, I keep mentioning, he is an absolute game changer for us in multiple ways, especially rebounding the ball, though, obviously with the size he brings, but he can stretch the floor. He's a great outside shooter, a great finisher at the rim, and just a great teammate. And I'd be remiss if I didn't highlight junior Nate Doss as well. He does so many good things for us and has done a phenomenal job buying into his role for us just as a great defender, great point guard for us. And, man, we're just lucky to have him as well. And we're fortunate to have a lot of guys, but those are definitely some guys that have really, really helped us. And guys like Matt Carter, uh, Brady Cameron, Lucas Gillespie, uh, Elijah Loggs, and I could go on and on with our guys. They're just a great group. Hayden Casey, that's uh, the coach of Christian Academy. They'll take on Rock Creek Game 2 on Tuesday night when sectional week gets here. Coach Casey, thanks for the chat. As always, best of luck in the postseason. Thank you for having me on, my friend. Thank you, thank you. Absolutely. Hayden Casey with us, our 1A segment basically in the books. And I tell you what, if there's such thing as a good draw in this very competitive 1A sectional, I think Christian Academy got one. They'll take on a Rock Creek team that doesn't have a great record. However, as I mentioned, they really challenged Christian Academy back in early December, mid-December in that regular season contest. And then Lanesville, who's been really a stalwart of that sectional under Coach Michael Miller, who's done such a tremendous job at Lanesville, uh, they're having a down year as well. So the path to the championship game for the Warriors is very obtainable. However, we all know in the postseason, especially these rivalry kind of games things can get tight and things can get tense but Christian Academy I think an outstanding chance to make it to the championship game will we see Borden Christian Academy in that final could it be South Central against Christian Academy in that final I think no matter what the path is it'll be a lot of fun with a lot of fanfare there at West Washington we'll head to a commercial break when we come back our 2A segment we'll have to talk all about Sectional 46 up at Southwestern Hanover. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's been a great sectional in recent years. Of course, Providence, the defending 2A state champion. We'll hear from Ryan Miller in the next segment, but we'll start the segment off after the break with Brownstown coach Dave Benner. we got to talk about the Braves and what they've been able to accomplish here in the regular season. So Coach Benner of Brownstown, Jared Hill of Henryville, and Ryan Miller of Providence all ahead in segment number two tonight. Stay with us. You're listening to our tournament pairing special on the Big X. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, I- Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back here. It's our tournament pairing special as we get ready for the 
a great Indiana High School basketball tournament each year. This is the tradition that we do on the Big X. And in this segment, it's our 2A segment. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about sectional 46, which will be played at Southwestern Hanover, Henryville and Austin, Brownstown against Eastern Pekin, and Clarksville against Providence. That is the opening round matchups. Southwestern Hanover, they got the bye. They await the winner of Henryville, Austin, and then the Brownstown, Eastern, and Clarksville Providence winners will meet up in the second semifinal on Friday of sectional week. We're going to talk with Coach Benner of Brownstown, Coach Hill of Henryville, and Coach Provi- Coach Miller of Providence here in this segment. Uh, some of the teams that have had outstanding seasons thus far as we uh, start to think about the postseason in a big way. Dave Benner of Brownstown, the longtime coach of Brownstown. He's in year number 25 as a head coach in our state and year number 25 as boss of the Braves is with us to start this segment. Coach Benner, we had a chance to catch up up on my daily show a few weeks ago, primarily to talk about your son, Jack Benner, a Purdue commit who is doing unbelievable things, scoring, dunking, tearing goals down, and a lot more. And I want to kind of pick up our conversation to start where we left off. I know it's been a lot of fun for you to see him develop and now get a chance to coach him in some of these very meaningful moments of high school basketball. Well, we're we're excited, not just for him, but for our whole team. And you know, this is this is the time of year everybody's waiting for. Uh, you know, you spend that's one of our things we talk about the very first day of practice is to get better every day so that we're playing our best basketball by this time of the year. So it, it's an exciting time for Jack, an exciting time for all of us. Coach Benner, out of the gate, you guys will get Eastern Pekin and kind of an interesting matchup because you both are members of the Mid-Southern Conference, but you just played them this past weekend and were winners 59-45 over Pekin at your place. I know you had an outstanding uh, crowd for that game. Uh, So it's kind of interesting. You're going to go against somebody that you're familiar with, and even though sectional is still a little bit away, it's somebody that you just played here in the last few games. Yes, absolutely, and that – you know that that's sometimes good and sometimes bad, but but you know it was good that we were able to see them up close. You know this late in the season, and you know we had, we had watched them throughout the year, just like we did the rest of our sectional opponents. But it, it was nice seeing them on Friday, and they've got a nice basketball team. They've got they shot the ball well against us from the perimeter. They've obviously got a six eleven kid inside named Jacob Cherry, who the tough matchup. But then they they have good guard play too, and and guys that that kind of controlled the pace at different times throughout our game last Friday. Dave Benner of Brownstown, our guest here in this 2A segment, talking about the sectional at Southwestern Hanover. Coach, I was at your place last week when you took on Floyd Central, and Brownstown, I've always said, uh, fits in well here in southern Indiana. It's one of the great communities where high school sports still really, really matter. And you can just tell, talking with so many people in that community and fans of your program, they are truly just thrilled about the opportunity for this team to maybe make some noise in the postseason. What's it like? And I know we've got lots of schools like this, even here in our listening area, but what's it like for 25 years now to have led a program like Brownstown where each and every game is really the center of what happens in that community? Well, I'm blessed. Uh, not not just the community, but our administration has been very supportive for 25 years. And you don't get that. There's so much turnover uh, through, you know, in administration and just in schools in general nowadays. And, and I've been real fortunate to 
have a lot of consistency here and our, our community support has just been outstanding. I think we had three or four sellouts this year. Uh, the rest of our games have all been really full and, you know, we expect, you know, in the postseason a big following and, you know, that, that uh, our, our guys really, really enjoy playing in that atmosphere every night. Coach, uh, I know we have talked lots about your son in previous interviews, and I'm sure his name will come up more tonight. But I wanted to kind of give this uh, uh, interview an opportunity for you to talk about some of your other players that maybe don't always get the notoriety outside of your immediate area uh, that that Jack does. You've got a number of people that have really uh, stood out this season, a number of uh, players that have stepped up for you in very big moments, and I'd like you to highlight some of those other guys that have been big parts of Brownstown's success here so far this season. Well, kind of his running mate in the backcourt that helps handle the ball is Parker Heyman, and and we really haven't been healthy a lot this year. Jack missed a couple games, and Parker, I think, missed six six or seven games. I, I think he missed six games. Uh, so, you know, that midseason, we just we weren't healthy. We had a couple other guys miss some time during that stretch. Uh, but, but you know, Parker's had a great year for us. You know, he's I've said this before, I, I, he's as good or better, probably the best focal leader I've, I've coached in 25 years. Uh, he's got a great motor. He's, he's shooting 45% from the three. He's averaging double figures. So he's had a great year. Uh, our, our other two guys right at double figures, Chase Goomer and Colby Hall, they both shot extremely well from the perimeter this year they, they they score the ball well they're they're both around double figures um so add some length we've had two seniors jacob arthur carson darledge uh jacob and and carson both kind of come in and do a lot of little things for us uh you know they, they get 50 50 balls they rebound the basketball well they, they both have had games that they've scored the basketball well for us uh, Adam Stahl is another junior that comes off the bench and, and kind of backs up Colby, and he's had some big games off the bench for us too. And then play a freshman, Micah Sheffer. Uh, Mike is, you know, he's really come along. He's shooting 40% from the three and, and really coming along as the season goes on. Dave Benner, the coach of Brownstown, my guest. It's our tournament pairing special here on the Big X. Uh, going back to Heyman for just a moment, I know he had a game this year where he broke the single-game three-point record. He had 12 made threes in one game. That is just amazing. Well, it is. And, you know, some, some of those guys, it, it's tough because, you know, with, with Jack and the team, Jack, you know, has the ball in his hands a lot, and, and there's a lot of teams that Parker would be playing for me that he would have the ball in his hands like all the time, and you know, so so it's tough. But our, our guys, it, this honestly has been as unselfish a team as I've coached. Their, their chemistry's been great. Uh, they get along on the court in the locker room. Uh, it, it's just been great, and you know, those, those guys are all about winning. And Parker's one of the biggest winners you know you'll ever be around. Like it, that, that's extremely important to him uh he, he guards some some nights he guards the other team's best guard he, he like i said he handles the ball he's extremely vocal and he shot it really well this year and scored the basketball really well he's got a three three uh about three and a half to one that's the turnover ratio so he, he he's had a great year for us all right coach eight game winning streak that's what the braves are on right now you've got to like the way that they are playing with the sectional just around the corner well, we're healthy. That, that, that's the good thing. We're healthy. There, there's still things we, we've got to continue to try in the next two weeks, continue to clean up. Uh, you know, defensively, we still break down too much. Our communication at times, our transition defense at times. Uh, but but there, there's 
you know, there's things that I feel that we're, you know, we've come a long way since the start of the season. Our, our, our spacing and our ball movement on offense at times, our rebounding has been a strength for us, and it's going to have to be, you know, playing against Eastern. And, and you know, if we're fortunate enough to get past that, there's, there's some teams waiting on us that are excellent rebounding teams. So so those are all things that, you know, we, we need to continue to work. We've got, you know, 10 days here, and, and we, we've got to get ready. All right, Dave Bitter of Brownstown, a little outside of our normal coverage area, but one of the great guys of high school basketball here in southern Indiana and has done a fantastic job at Brownstown. Coach, thanks for the tournament pairings chat here tonight. Always fun to catch up. Hey, thanks for having me, Matt. All right, Coach Benner of Brownstown with us. And, boy, as I look at this 2A bracket at Southwestern, just some interesting possibilities as the sectional week arrives and moves on. I know a lot of people thinking about uh, the second round, the semifinal round, which could be a potential Brownstown and Providence rematch from all the way back. That was the first game of the season for Providence and for Brownstown. Uh, But we'll see if it happens. Other good teams that could challenge, I like Southwestern. They got the bye. And another team right here locally that is making some real noise this year is Henryville Hornets and Coach Jared Hill. The Hornets, 15-6 and on the season. They have been really good throughout the season, accomplishing some uh, very big things for their program. And Coach Hill joins us here now on our tournament pairing special. Coach, I want to congratulate you. I know you've still got another regular season game left. February 21st, you'll go at Bloomington Lighthouse to close out the regular season. But this has been a really good job by you and your players uh, to go through the season in the fashion you've had and a lot of success this year for Henryville. Yeah, you know, we, we've had a really good year bouncing back. Uh, last year, the win column uh, wasn't where we wanted it to be, uh, but we've been winning a lot of ball games this year, uh, undefeated in the conference this year, um, and we're having a lot of fun. So, that, you know, that's big. Coach, despite all the wins and the success, there's so much buzz about Brownstown and Providence and that potential rematch. What's the message to your kids about, hey, we're in this thing, we've been successful, we've been very competitive throughout, we can win this thing. Is that your message, and how have you conveyed that? How will you convey that to them? Uh, you know, us, it, it's one day at a time. You know, we, we, might, we, we got together tonight for our sectional draw, but – Tomorrow and Tuesday is all about our next game, and then as soon as that's over, we'll start getting ready for Austin. Uh, we won't look any farther past that. You know, that's, that's kind of been what we've done. Uh, when we got Friday, Saturday night games, we, we spend all week on Friday, and then Saturday we figure it out. So um, we're, we're, we're just going to worry about Bloomington Lighthouse, and then after that we'll, we'll get ready for Austin. Um, and then we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. All right, Coach, I know you've had a number of big performances and some pretty consistent leadership throughout the year. Highlight the Hornets for us so far as you head into your final regular season game. Uh, you know, Leighton Walton, he's a three-year starter. He's been our leading scorer all year, uh, and it's just gotten better uh, every day this year. You know, it was senior night uh, for us last night. Um, you know, like I said, he's our leading scorer. Didn't even try to score. He made it about getting his buddies some shots. Um, only took a only took a handful of shots and just got guys good looks. Uh, and that says a lot about him. He, he's been big for us. Uh, Giannis, our six five junior, um, he's averaging near a double double this season. He's really come on. Um, 
you know, we got shooters, Carson, the whole crew that shoots, Eli, our point guard. So, um, you know, it's everybody. You know, we even though Layton's our leading scorer, we usually have a different leading scorer every night. And some nights we'll have guys not score and they'll turn around. Uh, Cade Riley, uh, I think he was second in scoring last night. I think he only had a bucket on Friday. So, uh, whoever gets going, we just keep feeding them and it doesn't matter who scores. Coach Hill, you guys will open up at Southwestern in that opening game, game one against Austin. And if you go back to December 9th on your schedule, you guys defeated Austin, although it was very close, 65-62. When you think back to that matchup, which seems, I know, so long ago, uh, what stands out about it and also the Austin team you're going to face in the sectional? Uh, they, they play hard. I mean, I think they do play hard. They play a good schedule. Uh, their record... Their record's deceiving. Um, you know, they're, they're much better than what their record shows. They got a little size, uh, and they're going to compete. Randy, uh, their head coach, you know, he's a Henryville guy. He's a Henryville alum, and I know he's going to have his kids ready to go on Tuesday. So um, it's not uh, it's not going to be a light task for us by any by any means. All right, Coach, uh, Southwestern has been a good host, and that has been a fun place. There have been some great games in the postseason at Southwestern Hanover the last few seasons. Uh, a little different venue than what it was some years back, but Southwestern kind of settling in now as your postseason host? Yeah, yeah, you know, for forever we were down at uh, Paoli or Crawford County, but we've been up at Southwestern for a few years. It's a good environment up there. Um, been a lot of good games played up there. You know, last year we played them in the sectional, um, led for a long stretch in that game and, uh, had some miscues late that, uh, you know, kind of shot ourselves in the foot, but, uh, you know, it, it is a really good environment and, you know, just looking here on online, um, you know, the teams in our sectional, you know, there's some, there's some, um, some sectionals in the state that are really good, but I don't think you can just say that there's one better than ours. Uh, with the amount of teams in our sectional that are going to have 15, 16 wins or more, um, got a lot of good players, but, you know, also got some really, really good coaches. So it's, uh, it's one, though, if you're a basketball fan and you don't have a team, uh, you're not going to find a better place to go watch a sectional. Absolutely. Talking with Jared Hill of Henryville. Coach, hard to believe now that you've been the head coach at Henryville for nine seasons. Uh, as you get ready for this special time of year and for the postseason, I asked Coach Nash something similar, but does anything change in your preparation or your message to your team or how you practice or anything that's different as the postseason uh, starts to arrive? Um, no, not really. I mean, we, we just continue working on what we've been working on. We're trying to just get a little better every day. You know, throughout the year you have some, some bumps in the roads and you'll have some setbacks. And uh, we're, just, we're just trying to get a little better on the defensive end, uh, continue to rebound um, and make shots. We, we haven't shot the ball great recently. Um, so we got to get up a few more shots, but really just trying to fine tune some things and, uh, and see what happens. All right. Jared Hill of Henryville with us here on the program coach. Thanks for the chat here after the pairings. Congrats on a great season this far. And we'll ch catch up with you again here as the postseason arrives. All right. Thank you, Matt. All right. Coach Jared Hill of 
Henryville with us, and really impressive what the uh, Henryville program has been able to accomplish this season, 15-6 and six record. And I've got to be honest, as we preview games every week on my show and talk with coaches, uh, I haven't given Coach Hill and the Hornets the credit that they deserve. They have put together a really nice campaign, wins over Switzerland County, West Washington, and Crothersville uh, in their last three games on a three-game streak. But really throughout the season, they have played with everybody. They have had some big games this year. And so Henryville, maybe in a lot of years, they, they would be considered one of the favorites in that sectional with a 15-6 and six record heading into the postseason. But uh, I tell you what, this year with Brownstown and Providence, I would label them as a sleeper just as I would lab- label Southwestern of Hanover as well. So it could be a really good Friday night in Switzerland, or in Southwestern, I should say. Uh, Southwestern against Henryville, a potential semifinal matchup. And then, of course, Brownstown and Providence, the other big matchup. That could be a packed house and a really good environment if things work out that way. Again, it's the postseason, and you never quite know exactly how all of this is going to shake out. With us now, Providence coach Ryan Miller. His team is 17-4 and four and uh, gearing up for one more regular season game. It'll take place February 21st when they host New Washington. And then after that, a rematch of the Clarksville Town Championship because as we just found out, Earlier this evening, Providence and Clarksville will battle in a first-round matchup up at Southwestern Hanover. Coach Miller, we've got a lot to cover here tonight, but first, your reaction to a rematch with your rival. Hey, Matt. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, Clarksville is, is a dangerous team. Um, you know, Coach Hankins does a good job with them, and they have uh, several several players that can score the ball. So, uh, you know, like you said, uh, we played them uh, as, as usual uh, the first of the year, and uh, I just watched them play the other week um, at their place, and, and they, they played well. Uh, they're playing some good ball now, so we definitely need to be prepared for them. Ryan Miller, Providence, our guest coach. Um, I'm going to ask you this because I know that you're prepared to answer it, but there's a lot of excitement about a potential rematch between Providence and Brownstown. And I know both you and Coach Ben are well and how detailed, how prepared of uh, coaches that you are for some of these games, really every game. How do you quell that excitement? How do you quell that uh, looking ahead, that forecasting with some big postseason games, a game against Clarksville, your rival in advance of that? Yeah, well, you know, Matt, I mean, you have to prepare for – for every game, and uh, as they say, I guess it's it's a saying for a reason. You, you certainly have to take it one game at a time. And uh, you know, I, I think our boys, you know, we've we've had a, a great season, and we were on quite a quite a stretch or a run here recently. But uh, you know, taking a loss the other night, uh, I was talking to another fellow coach uh, last evening. He said, you know, it's it's not always a bad thing. Uh, you know, to to have a reminder for your boys, you know, because come playoff time, uh, one night like that where you don't show up, you're not ready to go, you're not ready to compete, uh, that that could cost you cost you the season. So uh, I think it was a timely uh, reminder to have that, and hopefully our boys take that to heart, and you know are going to show up knowing that it truly is one game at a time. You can't play the next game if you don't win the first game. Coach, uh, I was headed in that direction. 14 wins in a row. Your team had not lost since December 20th until you were knocked off by Silver Creek 63-49. 
this weekend. Reaction to that game and it just not, maybe not the score. I didn't see the game, not the score, not the result, maybe not the closeness that you would expect in that contest. Yeah, you know, Matt, it was uh, our, our boys have been so consistent this year and, and have played uh, played good ball. We really haven't had that that one game this year where you just say, man, what was that? <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it, it, it usually have at least one or two of those a season. And, uh, that, that was our game, uh, last night. Um, you know, credit to, uh, Silver Creek. Uh, they came out and played really well. Um, you know, coach Hoffman, uh, had, had a nice, uh, you know, they did a nice job there. You know, their coaching staff and their players really showed up to compete. Um, you know, we, we had prepared uh, much of the week for, uh, North Harrison, we played on Friday, and uh, we certainly didn't overlook Silver Creek. I thought we had a good prep uh, on Saturday, but you know it's a long season, and um, you know sometimes you just put in one of those games that's not your best performance. I think it was. Uh, I think we were up by one at half, and then in the second half we we thought we were going to make some adjustments, and it just it just didn't happen. Uh, you know they had the lead, and, and then we tried to. You know, you try to play to win. You know, you don't want to play to, to, to lose by, by five or six or whatever. You want to play to win. And uh, and credit to Silver Creek doing a good job handling the ball. And, uh, you know, they, they extended that lead there in the fourth quarter. So, you know, as they say, you, you, you play to win. And if you don't win, uh, hopefully you learn from it. So that's uh, that's certainly our hope. We'll, we'll break down the film with our boys tomorrow and, uh, and hopefully have some, some learning points to take with us moving forward. Coach Miller of Providence, my guest. Coach, it's been an interesting season and a really good season for your club. Uh, but I do go back to that first game of the year when you uh, played Brownstown. Competitive game, but you lost Casey Kalen to an injury. And he missed a great part at least the first half or so of the year and did not return until mid-January for the Jeffersonville game. And since he's been back, he's been right back in the swing of things, it appears, for your Providence team. And that opportunity without him, we'll talk about Casey here in a moment, but that opportunity without him gave other players, maybe that play key roles or uh, newcomers to the program, gave them a chance to step into their uh, role on the team with him out and kind of take us back through that transition of losing Casey and how that opened up some opportunities for other guys to figure it out while he was gone. It did. Um, you know, obviously we, we hated it for Casey and for our team as a whole, you know, to not have, you know, this being a senior year and, and, and obviously, you know, one of our leaders. Um, but, you know, it, it did, uh, the silver lining in it for our team was, was, as you said, some other boys had opportunities to step up, and they sure did, you know, um, all of them, you know, from, from Noah Lovin to, uh, to Jaden Johnson, uh, Quentin Hesse, uh, Grant Siebold, and, you know, guys like Brian Wall, and then, and then other guys, you know, off the bench, uh, you know, stepped up for us. Um, you know, Carter Land in there for a period, but then he went out too. Uh, you know, he's, you know, kind of been our seventh man or so, and, he went out, so then we had some, you know, sophomores and freshmen, you know, Charlie Wall and um, uh, uh, Fuller Tucker and, and Kelly and so many of these guys uh, who really just stepped up in that absence and, uh, you know, developed roles, hopefully capabilities here for playoff time that they're ready to step up in moments, um, you know, in ways that maybe they would not have, not only in terms of playing time, but also in terms of, an ability and a confidence, 
you know, to make plays and, and big games and big moments because we had several, you know, big games during that stretch and, and we won, you know, the vast majority of them uh, because those boys really stepped up. They came together and, and played really good team ball. Uh, wonderful to have Casey back now. And, uh, you know, we're still continuing to, to you know, gel. But, but, yeah, as soon as he came back, we kind of hit our stride well, you know, as a team. Um, but, yeah, you know, like we said, this, this past uh, game provided some, some more opportunities for us to learn and hopefully get things uh, prepared for the postseason. Ryan Miller, the coach of Providence, with us here on our tournament pairing special. What's it been like this season to be the defending 2A state champions? Obviously, that was an unbelievable mark, a great run for Providence, fun to be around for the entire area. But I know this season has been different because that kind of success puts a target on your back, and you'll be the defending state champion as you enter sectional play at Southwestern. So how has this season been different from that perspective? Yeah, you're, you're right, Matt. It, it has been a little different that way. Um, our, our expectations and standards never change. Uh, they were the same last year as they were this year as they were the first year. Um, however, to your point, uh, people show up, <clears throat> your opponents show up um, ready every time. You're basically getting everyone's best shot. So that's something that is a real challenge. You know, it's also it's also serves as an opportunity for improvement because you know every, every night you have to show up and play your best ball. That's what I've been so proud of this group because they have done that consistently, night in and night out. And then, unfortunately, you know, last night was one of those where we didn't. But it was a, it was a good uh, again another good you know uh, lesson in that if it only takes one night to not show up come postseason. And, and, you know, that's it. But, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's just been a great year for, for, our, for our guys. You know, we've been, I guess, until last night, you know, undefeated in, in the new year, you know, since Casey's been back and, and even before that. Um, so our guys have, uh, you know, ha- had a wonderful season, and we hope that we can just uh, keep it going. All right, Ryan Miller of Providence, our guest coach. Obviously, last year a fun run, a lot of moments that I know you'll always hold close from that state championship run. And you were a player at Providence. Anybody that knows you in the least little bit knows what a basketball-driven person you are. So is there a better time uh, for Ryan Miller than March Madness and postseason basketball? And I know you don't have time right now to pay attention to the college stuff or the tournament when it begins, but after your season you will. Is, this, is there anything better than, than March Madness and postseason basketball here in Indiana? Oh no, no! It's it's so much fun, you know. I mean, just to see all of our communities come together, and it's a different, you know. The regular season, of course, here in Indiana is is so much fun, and as you and I have talked about before, Matt, some of these games that we've, you know, got to be a part of, of course, not only throughout the years, but but even still, you know, this year, some of the games that uh, we've both been at that have been just awesome environments. Well, you know, the New Albany game just just the other week that we got to play in, it and several others. Um, but yeah, it's such such a fun time, you know, for for our for our boys and for our communities. But especially March takes on a, a definitely a different feel, and um, you know that that run last year was just uh, something that we will forever be grateful for. And um, as as a coach, you want you want your boys to have as many of those experiences as possible. So we're gonna 
just keep doing the best we can to keep improving and, uh, you know, hopefully have an opportunity, you know, to, to have more of those memories and experiences. Absolutely. Ryan Miller of Providence to conclude our segment on 2A sectional 46 at Southwestern Hanover. Coach Miller, always great to chat. Best of luck to you and the Pioneers in the postseason. Hey, thanks so much, Coach. Appreciate all you do. Thank you very much. And I tell you, this Providence team, a 14-game winning streak until they had a slip-up this weekend at Silver Creek, uh, very dominant at times, defensive-oriented. You know about Casey Kalen. Noah Lovin has been a huge addition this year. Uh, really excited to see what Providence can do. I think they've got a chance to advance farther into the tournament or very far into the tournament, but a big challenge against Brownstown. Whoever wins that game uh, could maybe make a very, very deep run in 2A basketball this season. So circle your calendars for Southwestern. Some good games, some good teams, some great coaches there. Uh, Going to be a lot of fun to see what happens here in just a few weeks uh, over at Southwestern. All right, our segment on 2A in the book. We'll head to a commercial break and come back uh, with a long segment. We've got 3A with Coach Hoffman of Silver Creek and our 4A guests coming up in the next segment. Stay with us for that, but we'll tell you all about the 3A sectional at Charlestown. When we come back, we'll talk with Coach Hoffman, whose ball club is coming off a big win over Providence this weekend, and then we'll get into all the 4A stuff at Seymour. So a lot of fun still ahead. Stay with us. You're listening to the annual Tournament Pairings Special here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this in for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here. Our next segment will cover 3A and 4A basketball. First up, 3A sectional 30. We'll go through the pairings here in just a moment. We'll be joined also by Brandon Hoffman, the coach of Silver Creek. You talk about programs locally that have gotten it done, that have had a lot of success at the state tournament. Silver Creek is that program here in southern Indiana. So Coach Hoffman with us in just a few minutes. Also, we'll talk 4A basketball in this segment. We've got to talk with the big dogs in the area from Floyd, Jeff, and New Albany. That would be Greg Walters, Sharon Wilkerson, and Jim Shannon. We'll also talk with Jennings County coach Josh Land. Boy, the Panthers have had an outstanding season, and so we wanted to include them in the mix tonight to uh, chat about some Jennings County hoops here this evening. Let's look at the pairings for the 3A sectional 30 at Charlestown, a great location for postseason basketball here in our immediate area. Game one, North Harrison and Corden. That's an interesting game right out of the gate. Game two, Madison, who's really struggled this year, takes on Scottsburg, who I think many would label as the on-paper favorite of sectional 30. Game three, rivals just down the road from each other, Charlestown under Matt Lynch, Silver Creek with Coach Hoffman. They will battle in another first-round game. Potential matchups for Friday. Salem gets the bye. They'll take on the winner of North Harrison or Corden, and then the winner of Scottsburg and Madison 
will take on the winner of Charlestown and Silver Creek. So thinking ahead, if favorites win there, you could get some really good games, interesting matchups on Friday night at Charlestown. I would expect a tremendous crowd uh, at that location here locally as well. Brandon Hoffman of Silver Creek with us now to talk about his Dragons and to talk about this 3A sectional at Charlestown. And, Coach, before we do any of that, my goodness, a big win for your team last night. Providence, as we discussed with Coach Miller in the last segment, had won 14 straight, but the Dragons able to get a big victory, 63-49 last night. That's got to feel good and be a good sign for your team with sectionals just around the corner. Yeah, I mean, I left the gym uh, last night really excited about uh, you know our team and hopefully moving forward into the tournament. You know, we spent all week last week uh, focusing on Corden and just did a little bit of scout stuff on Saturday uh, for Providence. And our guys carried out a game plan and fought really hard. And, uh, I was really ecstatic about, ecstatic about the result. Talk about a big late season win. It was one for the Dragons on Saturday night. Coach, Silver Creek 11-10 and 10 this season. There have been some up and downs throughout the year. Uh, but this is a program that through the years, has experienced, especially recently, a lot of success in the state tournament and at the local 3A sectional. As you coach your guys up for the sectional, I've got to believe that some of the successes, some of the runs that you've helped this program through in recent recent years are probably stories or motivations maybe for your current team. You know what? These guys that you know we have as a freshman or sophomores, you know, in their elementary school and middle school, they just expected, you know, us to win. And, you know, we've cut the nets down and give them a piece of the net. And it's kind of cool those guys are up with us now. Uh, so they know what, they know how cool an experience it could be for them. You know, last night in the locker room, everybody was excited after beating a really good team. And I told them, you know, this doesn't even register on the scale in terms of excitement and pride you have if you win a sectional. So, um, uh, I think we have a pretty good idea, you know, what we need to do and how we need to play to cut the nets down in Charlestown in a couple of weeks. So uh, it's just about all of us, all of us in our program trying to buy into that and executing it. All right, game one for you guys will be an opening round matchup against Charlestown, and that's another one of these early sectional games that's got a rivalry feel to it. I know Charlestown as well. They've had some ups and down moments this season as well, but your reaction to drawing the host Pirates right out of the gate? Well, Charlestown's had a good year. You know, they won 11 games. That's most they've won in a while. I think I read in the paper, um, you know, Matt does a tremendous job. You know, he's got – their guard plays really good. You know, he always has a good game plan, and uh, he's poured a lot into that program. So uh, we'll have to play well. You know, there will be a big crowd from there. Um, I expect there will be a big crowd, you know, from the game before, probably cheering against us as well, to be honest. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about uh, playing them because I think it's going to be a great game. Silver Creek coach Brandon Hoffman, my guest, we're talking about 3A sectional 30 at Charlestown. I, we'll talk about your entire team here, but I want to start with Caden Oliver. Uh, he's a senior. He has really brought a lot to this club. And, again, in the ups and downs that a season can bring any team, uh, he's he's been the leader in many different stat columns and uh, has had some huge outputs for your team. Can you talk about him as he gears up for the postseason? Yeah, I mean, Caden's our best player. And, you know, if you're going to win the tournament, your best player's got to play well and lead you. And uh, we're going to lean on him quite a bit. And you mentioned 
we've had a lot of things uh, throughout the season that have been out of our control. You know, injuries and other stuff happened to where, you know, you, you can only focus on what you can control. And uh, Caden's been a steady force through us the whole year. And um, I really think he's hungry to win. You know, he was, you know, obviously everybody knows he was at Madison before he came to Silver Creek. And, you know, they didn't get to experience any of that stuff. And uh, uh, he wants he wants to win a sectional. And I know he's going to be hungry for it. Talking with Brandon Hoffman of Silver Creek. Coach, I mentioned the success that Silver Creek has had even in recent years. And, of course, that includes two state championships and just some unbelievable postseason games and memories that I can recall. I can't imagine what it's like for you as the coach of the team. But with that said, this sectional has been where it's all gotten started for you guys. It's a uh, really tough sectional and uh, some great teams that you'll face or have faced in that sectional. And I can think of some real wars, even in the years when you went on to win a state championship that you guys experienced in the sectional round. So a little bit from your perspective as you think about coaches, teams, players, fan bases, everything put together for some of these other schools that make up the sectional you compete in. It's been very challenging even in the best of years that you've had with the program. You know, you're right. And, you know, the two years we won state, we were losing in the second half in a sectional game. Uh, and it all starts with a great venue. You know, Charlestown's the best place to have a sectional, in my opinion. Chad puts on a great, uh, a great sectional. Uh, and there's so many good programs. You know, we're playing the host school. They're always going to be, you know, ready to play. Uh, of course, North Harris and Coach Lafay is one of the best in the state. Corden's got a really good team. They've won 17 games. Um, you know, Scottsburg, you know, has probably had the best season of everybody. Uh, they beat us earlier a couple weeks ago at our place. So uh, there's a lot of good players in a lot of good teams, and it's not going to be one where you can get away with playing a bad game. Um, you know, I think uh, just kind of throughout the years in sectional 30, um, you know, there's there's been a lot of there's been a lot of wars like you mentioned, and the winners have to earn it. You have to go take it. All right, Brandon Hoffman of Silver Creek with us. Our lone coach from 3A tonight talking about sectional 30, but a guy that's got all kind of postseason experience and postseason success. Coach Hoffman, thank you so much for the chat tonight, and best of luck to your team. Always a pleasure, buddy. Thank you. All right, Brandon Hoffman with us tonight. Uh, Boy, that sectional at Charlestown, it's got the potential to be really good. I think it starts right out of the gate with a good opener, North Harrison and Corden. Those are two Harrison County rivals that have both had solid seasons. Uh, Of course, Scottsburg, uh, probably the favorite on paper to win it. I think a Scottsburg-Silver Creek game on Friday night could be really good. And uh, some competitive games potentially throughout the week there at Charlestown. So if you're looking for a place to go or you're a fan of one of those teams, get a session pass and make it out to everyone. Should be a great environment, a lot of great coaches, great players in that sectional. Uh, It will be a good one, the local 3A sectional here in southern Indiana. Also, it's time now to talk 4A hoops. Uh, Let's take another look at that bracket tonight. If you missed the draw, game one, right out of the gate, Bedford North Lawrence and Jennings County, two of the three teams sharing a Hoosier Hills Conference championship in the three-way tie this season. 
Game two, a big rivalry game for a Tuesday night. At least it's the 7.30 game. It'll give some of the fans the opportunity to make the 45-minute trip or so north to Seymour for that Floyd Central New Albany postseason rematch. Then Jeffersonville, they get a bye. Also a share of the Hoosier Hills Conference for Sharon Wilkerson as well. And Jeff will get the winner of Bedford and Jennings County in the first game on Friday night. No matter who it is, Jennings or Bedford, that has the potential to be a really good game. And then the Floyd Central New Albany winner will get Seymour. Seymour has had ups and downs this season like most teams, but they've played some people really close, and they've had a tough schedule. And I can see that regardless who would come out of that Floyd New Albany game, I can see the Seymour game against whoever being a good semifinal, a good Friday night of hoops at Lloyd E. Scott Gymnasium on Friday. So the rest of the way, we've got coaches from the Seymour sectional. And with us right now, Floyd Central coach Greg Walters. He joins the tournament pairing special that we do each year. Coach Walters, a lot of excitement. You're going to get the rival right out of the gate at Seymour. Uh, reaction to a rematch with Jim Shannon and the Bulldogs. Well, Matt, first of all, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, you know, a big rivalry game to start it out. Um, you know, our players and I'm sure our fans are excited. Coach, uh, that game against New Albany, I forget for you guys, you, you go back to December 9th, it was the second game of the season, and the second game for you as the head coach of Floyd Central. You played Meade County to open the season, blew them away, and then took on New Albany, a very close and competitive game, 44-40. New Albany able to eke that one out. Can you even think back to that game? It seems like so much has transpired with games and scouts and everything else in between now and then, but that was very, very early for your Floyd Central team. Um. Yeah, yeah, you know, that was a – that was an early game for us in the season. Um, you know, looking back at it, I was watching it just a little bit ago. Um, you know, New Albany had some key players out. Carter and, and Lush didn't play in that game. Um, and, you know, we had a we had a young team and a lot of guys, you know, that was one of their first experiences, you know, in an environment like that with a packed house and excited crowd. And it was a good experience for us. Wish it would have came out a little bit differently, though. Absolutely. Coach Walters of Floyd, our guest coach. Um, you guys have had contributions from a number of guys throughout the season. Caleb Washington came into the year as somebody that I think everybody knew would have to lead you. Tevi Ali has stepped up as well, and there have been other players also. But to start with those two guys, Caleb and Tevi, uh, big performances needed for them if Floyd Central is not only going to beat New Albany, but put together a little run in the sectional. Yeah, both players have had, uh, you know, tremendous seasons offensively. You know, Caleb's averaging 17 points a game, and, and Tevi's right there with 13, and they're a big part of our team and, um, you know, have, you know, performed well um, and, you know, offensively had some big games. And, you know, we've been in a lot of games. You know, a few weeks ago we were looking, we had like the fifth toughest schedule in, in the state when it terms of winning percentages on John Harrell. I think this week maybe it was eight. We talked about this at the beginning of the season. You know, if we could, if we could go through this together as a team with a lot of young players and grow together, and uh, give ourselves a chance here at the end of the season, you know, to win. We've been in a lot of these games, and you know, whether it's you know one big play or you know a rebound we didn't grab or a loose ball we didn't get or you know a shot here or there, you know, could really make the difference. And you know, we've we've been there with a lot of some of the best teams in the state. Um, so, 
know, we're just looking forward to the opportunity. Maybe we can put all this together and, and make a good run. Greg Walters of Floyd Central, my guests were talking the 4A sectional draw at Seymour. What would you say are one of the two biggest things that have changed here over the course of the season for this team? Is it a certain player stepping up or something here in the last few weeks you've seen take a turn for the better as the postseason comes up? Um, you know, just experience. You know, we've had a lot of different guys, you know, get in there and play. We've also had some changes to the lineup here there. We've had some guys injured and in and out, so different guys have gotten a chance to step up. So it's really, you know, misfortunate in some regard, and then in others it's given some players some opportunity to gain experience, and hopefully experience that will be, you know, valuable in this upcoming tournament. Coach, I know that Seymour is a special place to be in the month of March, and this is your first year at Floyd Central's the head coach, but you're no stranger to Lloyd E. Scott Gymnasium. What What's the feeling like for you, or what will the feeling like, be like for you when you step in uh, that facility with your team here in a few weeks? I just think it's got a different feeling when it comes to this time of year. You know, it does. You know, harking back to the you know days of coaching with Coach Sturgeon and, you know, all the good teams we had and going in there and you know, in this game, you know, one of the last times, you know, I was in there as a coach was, you know, with coaching with Floyd Central was against New Albany, and it ended on a buzzer beater. And, you know, you go back and those games against uh, that last game against Romeo in the sectional there for us in that season, you know, packed house, tremendous game, a great atmosphere. You know, it just brings back a lot of uh, a lot of memories. Coach, uh, your first year, as I mentioned, as the head coach at Floyd, but uh, help me maybe kind of size up this sectional. Obviously, Floyd and New Albany are two programs that have had tons of success at Seymour, tons of postseason success here recently. And then at the top half of the bracket, you've got Bedford and Jennings who are going to go against each other. They've had outstanding seasons. Jeff will await the winner of that Bedford-Jennings game. And then the winner of your game with New Albany and Floyd, Seymour, Coach Manns on their home floor in the postseason. Uh, He's got the Owls at times playing well. They've just had a very tough schedule as well. I think that we could be set up with the way things are for some very competitive games Tuesday and Friday, especially there at Seymour. Oh yeah, there's this is a tough, you know, tough, a tough bracket, um, you know. And you look at Jennings County; they've been playing really, really well. And you know, just a couple weeks ago, Jeffersonville was able to knock them off, and Bedford's played really well. And you know, they do a great job of, you know, playing their style of game and, and making the game extremely difficult. Um, you know, and they've got a lot of good guards, and they're able to uh, play at their own pace. And, you know, and Seymour has played well and, and been very similar to us. They've been in a lot of games. I've, I've watched a lot of their games, and, you know, one play here or there can certainly make the difference. So very tough, very tough, a lot of good teams, and, and we're just excited to be a part of it. Coach, you've been around high school basketball here in southern Indiana, it seems like, forever. Uh, Obviously, the coach at North Harrison, Floyd Central here this season. And uh, you mentioned those great years with Todd Sturgeon and the Highlanders as his assistant as well. But, you know, this Floyd-New Albany rivalry, whether it's the regular season, home or away for you guys, or whether it's there at Seymour on a neutral court, it's been one of the great matchups that uh, fans have been treated to, not just recently, but it's got the historical test of time as well. You've been around the state. You've been in other big matchups, regular season, postseason. Where do you think this new Albany-Floyd Central deal stacks up among some of the best that are out there? Um, you know, it's it's up there. 
uh, I definitely grew up going to the Anderson sectional um, in the wigwam, and I grew up right around Newcastle there, and, and I went to Shenandoah High School. We were part of that, you know, and those are tremendous gyms, and, you know, just like Seymour, just great atmospheres. And, you know, in southern Indiana, you know, maybe I'm biased, but, you know, the, the Floyd New Albany is right up there with the tops of the best of them in terms of rivalries. And we have all the respect for New Albany and Coach Shannon with over 600 wins. They used to do a great job, and he's a great coach. And we're just, you know, excited to be a part of the game. Hopefully the fans show up, and it'll be a great environment. Absolutely. Coach Walters of Floyd Central. Coach, great to have you with us in advance of the uh, big month of March in the postseason. I know you've got one more regular season game. It's a meaningful game, a conference game that obviously still matters at Columbus East coming up this week. So best of luck with that in the postseason, and we'll talk with you soon. Hey, thanks for having me on, Matt. Absolutely. Greg Walters in year one at Floyd Central. And how about that second game of his tenure, uh, just one game under his belt. He goes at New Albany to the doghouse for a big battle. Comes up a little short, but Floyd came on there at the end of the game. That was a, a great finish at New Albany. And now his first 4A sectional is the head coach. Now, he's been with Coach Sturgeon through some of the great matchups there over the years. But as the head coach, his first draw, uh, he takes on New Albany. So that will be fun right out of the gate for Coach Walters and Coach Shannon, of course, Floyd Central and New Albany. Next up, we'll talk with Sharon Wilkerson. Also in his first year, he is the boss of the Jeffersonville Red Devils. And Coach Wilkerson, glad to have you with us tonight. Your team is playing good basketball. I was there Friday night for the call of Evansville Wrights at William S. Johnson Arena, and your ball club built a big lead, held on to win 64-59 against a Wrights team that has had an outstanding season so far. No, Rice is uh, Rice is a really good test for us, Matt. They uh, they're strong, they're tough, uh, they're disciplined. Uh, they score it, they guard. So it was a really good test for us, uh, getting ourselves prepared for the sectional. Coach, talking about preparing yourself, your team for the sectional, uh, you go back to February 11th, a week ago Saturday, you took on Jennings County. That was a 65-50, not a huge win for the Red Devils. Then midweek last week, you went over to Louisville and took on an always good, big, athletic Ballard team and came up short 89-77. Then I mentioned the game, the big win over a 15-win so far Evansville Wrights team, that's a, a regional run there. That's a sectional week type setup almost against really good competition. Well, Matt, I'll be honest, it's, it's actually a blessing in disguise to prepare us for, for where we are on our way to. Uh, so it, it gives us an opportunity, two things. Number one, to, to see that we can compete at, at the highest level in both states. You know, we're right on the river there, so we, we get the best of both worlds, if you will. And then the second thing that it did, I mean, you you got to be Got to beat some really, really good teams in our sectional. So we, we firmly believe that in order to prepare yourself uh, to face those good, good coach teams, you, you have to go through the fire. So we've, uh, we've, we've made it through the fire. We survived, and uh, hopefully we can, we can put our best foot forward here to start the tournament. All right, let's back up to the Jennings County game. I mentioned it was a 65-59 win for the Red Devils, but you guys actually built a 20-point lead at one point in the second period. Was that stretch there, the tip-off to halftime, some of the best basketball or maybe the best basketball your team has played this season? Oh, there was no doubt that was the best basketball that we've played this year, man. Uh, you know, we, we knew, obviously, Jenny, Jenny's is, is top-ten team in the state of Indiana, which obviously, as you know, uh, speaks volumes about Coach Land and his program and, 
and the way that he has matured those guys throughout the years. Uh, Amen. They're a really good team, and and we know that obviously uh, beating them was was on our home floor. So we know that we're going to have our hands full no matter who we get uh, after we get the bye. So we we've we've got a tough road ahead of us, Matt. So we 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 got to get ourselves ready, my friend. Coach Wilkerson, a lot of the conversations that you know you and I have had on the radio this season have been centered around Trey Singleton, one of your great sophomores. I think his best years are ahead. Uh, lots of potential there as he continues to grow both physically and in his game of basketball as well. But today I want to open up with Michael Cooper, another sophomore. You're so heavy in that class with lots of talent and great players. He seems to have really hit his groove here recently. Thought he played solid on Friday and over the last couple weeks has been really big for you in some huge moments. You know, we we challenged Michael at the beginning of the year. You know, uh, Mr. Cooper has always uh, been known for his his, his talent on the offensive end. And we really challenged him this year, Matt, at the beginning of the season to to become a player that can, can affect the game on both ends of the floor. You know that's that's kind of what our litmus test is. We we kind of say that really good players can can win you ball games on the defensive end as well as the offensive end. And you know, to 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 a pleasant surprise, he has embraced that. Not only has he embraced it, but he's responded to the challenge. And I thought that uh, I thought he's matured beyond his years in the last uh, three to four weeks. And uh, hopefully, we can we can continue to have him go down that path. He's he's really important to our success in our program. Coach Wilkerson, in the Hoosier Hills Conference, you guys 5-1 and one this season, tied with Bedford and Jennings County, two teams. You're going to see one of those teams, regardless who wins in that first game at Seymour on sectional week. But what does it mean in the first year to help guide this overall very young team to a share of the Hoosier Hills Conference, a conference that has been so good in southern Indiana. It's got a lot of statewide recognition in recent years with some key players uh, that have come out of that conference. And then go for you, go back to your playing days when the Hoosier Hills Conference was also one of the best in the state. What's it mean to win it year one at Jeff? I think that it, uh, it's, it's definitely an, an honor, Matt. I, I, I will have to tell you, especially being a former player, uh, and and I, you know, to, to be honest with you, I have to put it in, in more perspective. Uh, my junior year, we we didn't even win the conference, and we got to the final four. So I think that that speaks volumes about the strength of the HHC conference. Uh, so so to have an opportunity to to share uh, in the successes with with the the two other teams, well, I guess we'll find out here soon. But uh, just to have a share of, of that conference is uh, it's, it's very vital to our to our program. Uh, so he's very fortunate to, to be in that position. Absolutely. I want to get back to your players for a moment. I know the sophomores get so much hype. Trey Singleton, I mentioned, also Michael Cooper you spoke about. There's a number of other sophomores we could spend a lot of time talking about tonight here on our tournament pairing special. But a senior that had a big game, and I know he's had other big games, but not only did he have a big game against Wrights, he had a huge start to the game as well was Connor Lyons. He started out shooting the ball really well, getting you guys off to a good start. You've got all these young sophomores that have really come along for you this season, but Connor's one of the steady guys as a senior that I know you put a lot of expectations on him to not only create, score, do things on the floor, but to bring some leadership as well with this young group you've got. No, that, that's the thing that we challenged Connor with at the beginning of the year. We sat down with each player, and, and we went through specifically and, and challenged each one of them. And uh, just so happens that being that Connor was our, our only senior that, that's in our starting, in our first five, uh, we really challenged him to, to be a leader. Uh, you know, and he, he really started to take off, and then he uh, 
ran into a little injury there at, at Columbus East that I felt kind of set him back a little bit. Uh, but since then, uh, in his recovery, uh, he's done a wonderful job of responding. And uh, hopefully, again, there again, we, we need all the pieces in order for us to have a chance at success. And he, as you know, he is a very, very important piece uh, to our puzzle. So uh, hopefully we can continue to get him to, to stay focused and locked in his you know, last run as a senior. All right, Coach Wilkerson, take me back. You know I love Lloyd E. Scott Gymnasium and Seymour. I think anybody that's been there, even if it's not a 4A school that maybe has experienced the semi-state there, just a fantastic place to be in the month of March, and I think they do a great job hosting postseason events as well. Uh, Take me back to your day. That would have been the old Seymour Regional at that time, of course, now for the Red Devils, it's not only the host, Seymour, the host of the sectional, but also the regional as well. And, and some years, the semi-state also. But take me back to, to your playing days, the old Seymour Regional. I know you played a number of big games in that gymnasium between regular season and postseason. Is there a memory that uh, you can share or something that immediately comes to mind when I mention Lloyd E. Scott Gymnasium? No, I will be honest with you, Matt. It's it's one of my all-time favorite places to play. Um, you know, my sophomore year, junior, and senior year, we were very fortunate. We we won all three regionals there at Seymour, so it's, it it kind of holds a special place uh, in in the heart of of myself. And I would imagine uh, some former teammates of mine. It's you know, we we often called it our second home away from home. Um, you know, it's it's one of the biggest gyms in the state. Uh, absolutely uh, wonderful people in the community. Uh, obviously, Coach Manns now being the athletic director and the head boys basketball coach, and just an absolute class act. Uh, never had a bad experience in the gym. Uh, so we, we, we're looking forward to it. And, and again, I, I keep repeating this, but we're just very fortunate to, to even be a part and have an opportunity, Matt. We, we, we truly feel feel blessed. All right, Sharon Wilkerson of Jeffersonville, a good start to his time leading uh, the program where he played. Uh, Coach, thank you so much for being with us here tonight. Thank you, my friend. I really appreciate it. Good luck to everybody starting the tournament. Absolutely. Sharon Wilkerson with us. We've got two more coaches coming up from the 4A sectional at Seymour. In just a moment, we'll talk with Jennings County coach Josh Land and then New Albany coach Jim Shannon. We'll close things out. But just one more time, the top half of that bracket, Bedford-North Lawrence and Jennings County, the very opening game, 6 o'clock on Tuesday night. Uh, That should be a good one. And then Jeff gets the winner. So uh, what a tough uh, start to the tournament for both teams. Then Jeff there. Uh, for a Friday semifinal. Uh, Whoever gets through that top half to the final game on Saturday will really have done their work and uh, had some big performances, no doubt. Josh Land of Jennings County with us now. Coach, you're not necessarily a regular guest, but we welcome you and congratulate you on a tremendous year. I've seen your ball club play a few times this season, but, Coach, it was last summer. You came down to some summer league games here in the area, and you went against some of the best teams from Louisville. And I just seemed to to always bump into you. And I, at that time, I realized this Jennings County team this season was for real. So you've taken it from the summer now to the regular season. You've turned it into a share of the Hoosier Hills Conference and a really good chance at the sectional. Big year for you and the Panthers. Congrats. I appreciate that, Matt. I really appreciate you covering us. And, you know, that, that your summer league you run down there is such a great thing. Uh, we got in that a couple of years ago just because we knew we could go down there and play really good competition. And uh, I think you've seen the results this year. A lot of our success this year is because of the, the work that we put in in the offseason down there. 
Absolutely. Great stuff. Josh Land of Jennings County with us. Coach, 18-2, and two, your record. You've got two regular season games left. One will be really interesting, I think, at Scottsburg. Also, you'll take on a solid Franklin team as well. So I know we're talking about the postseason, and you're obviously thinking and preparing about it, but still some big matchups for your Panthers here in the regular season. Yeah, there are. You know, we play Scottsburg at Scottsburg on Tuesday night. Uh, I'm sure it'll be their senior night. Uh, pressure cooker is always a, a tough place to go play, uh, and, and they're really good. They can score the ball in a lot of different ways. Um, so, you know, we obviously have them on our radar, uh, but our, our goal is right now to play our best game of the year every night we play. And so uh, I thought we had a good night last night at Bloomington South and uh, hope to continue that on Tuesday at Scottsburg. Absolutely. I know you've got these two big ones coming up, but I hope you can look ahead at the sectional with us for just a moment. First off, you know, I was talking to Coach Wilkerson about memories. I want to talk with you about this Jennings County fan base. I've been really impressed the way, and Jennings County always a place that supports its teams, don't get me wrong, but I've been really impressed this year with the way this fan base has supported uh, your winning ball club. And I think for them, right there, not far from Seymour, you've got an opportunity to have just a great crowd there to support you, even in that early game on Tuesday, which is tough for a lot of people to get to if they've got to drive in from far away. So if there's an advantage on fans, the excitement that you guys have created this year, I think you'll have a load in there when it comes to the Seymour sectional. Absolutely. You know, I'd rather play Bedford anywhere than at Bedford. And so I think we've had a great crowd all year. Uh, I think that's a credit to, to just the style of play that my players play. Um, you know, uh, we get out, we want to push it, we want to we want to score the ball. Uh, I think we've made some great improvements defensively, um, but we, we've got a, a, a huge opportunity in front of us uh, to go play Bedford at Seymour, and uh, our fans are excited about it just as much as I am and my players are. Coach Land, I think uh, whether people are familiar with your team and have seen you play a lot or maybe not at all, they, number one, recognize you guys have a serious contender here in the sectional. But number two, everybody, the word shooting is the first thing that comes to mind about what a good shooting ball club this is. So take us through some of that this year. You've got some guys, Coach, that thinking back to the summer and thinking to this regular season just a week or so ago against Jeff, uh, the last game I saw you play, they can really fill it up. Yeah, you know, I, I've got several players that uh, I trust to shoot the ball at any time. You know, um, we don't talk a lot about uh, taking bad shots because it's my players play with a call of confidence. But that's, that's also a product of, of their work that, you know, we haven't become a good shooting team all of a sudden just because uh, it's because they put a lot of work into it. I've, I've got guys that spend hours among hours uh, in the gym working on their craft, working on, on becoming better shooters and uh, you know that they're playing with a ton of confidence right now, especially on offensive offensive end. And uh, you know the other thing is they played with each other for so long that they, they trust each other, and uh, we have absolutely no no selfish bones about us. That you know they trust each other, and, and that that goes a long way to being successful in the game of basketball. 
Coach Land, let's talk a little bit about Bedford, who you will open up with against at Seymour. Back on January 14th, you were able to go to Bedford, and you mentioned this. It's a really tough place to play, and your club came out with an 11-point win, and that was big in your conference uh, hopes there. Now you'll rematch them on a neutral floor at Seymour. Uh, Bedford has had a very solid year, 15-6 and six their record, and again, they match with you in Jeffersonville as far as 5-1 and one records in the Hoosier Hills conference what's your thumbnail sketch your overview of the stars I know you still got two opponents left but tell us the the thoughts there on on Bedford as you think about that sectional game man they're they're really good um you know I think they've only lost one game since we beat them early in January right after the Christmas break and you know uh confidence is so huge that that they've got a, a good group of seniors there um that, that are playing with a ton of confidence right now. They've proven they can play with anybody and beat anybody. Uh, I think they're very well coached, and, and they play to their strengths very well. You know, uh, their two senior guards in, in Stags and Leach uh, are, are just as good as anybody's. Uh, Leach can put the ball in the floor and can score in the paint. He's crafty. He finishes well. He gets to the free throw line. Uh, and, you know, uh, when, when they're able to spread you out like that, he's hard to handle, and, They've really done a great job complimenting uh, him and Staggs uh, putting the ball on the floor. They're drivers with, with some good shooters. A good Levski kid, uh, number 11, can, can light it up. Uh, and so it just makes them hard to defend. You know, they're, they're undersized, uh, but their guards are just as good as anybody around. And so, uh, you know, they're, they're a hard team to handle just because of the style they want to play. They want to spread you out and drive it and, find their open shooters and uh, you know when they're on they're they're really really tough coach uh, before we let you go I do want to go back to last season a very good year for your team but I think back to that game on March 1st at Seymour a double overtime thriller I know you guys came on in on the wrong end of that it was 61-54 Floyd Central ultimately going on to win that game but that was just a thrilling game and I remember at that time saying, boy, this young Jennings County team, they're going to return basically everybody and come back with another year of experience and obviously a great shooting team as we've discussed. So that, I know, was a competitive game and a real fun game, but has to leave some burning desire for your team as they think ahead to coming into this year's sectional. Yeah, you know, you describe it as as, as very fun. I don't I don't think <laughs> for my players or, or for anybody on our side, fun is the way you describe it. Um, but you're absolutely right. That left a bad taste in our mouth, and I think that fueled a lot of our motivation uh, to get back to that point and give ourselves an opportunity to win a sectional against uh, 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 some teams that are very, very good. We, we've proven we can get there. We've proven that we're a contender. Uh, over the last couple of years, and you know, I, I think over, since, since that time a year ago, uh, we've put in some work to, to get to where we're at, and so uh, we're at the point now that you know it, it doesn't matter what taste gets left in your mouth now that uh, we got to perform. And I, I think my best players, especially Keegan Manowitz, has been really good down the stretch uh, here the last couple of weeks. That uh, we're hungry, uh, we know what it takes, and. Uh, I think we're playing our best basketball of the year right now. Great stuff. Josh Land of Jennings County. Coach, again, thanks for being a good sport coming on with us tonight. Uh, you've done a fantastic job this season, and we'll see you in Seymour here in a few weeks. I appreciate that, Matt. Thank you very much. All right, Josh Land of Jennings County. He's got the Panthers playing great basketball. They are a lot of fun to watch, and they are a very good shooting team. 
they will be a very tough out for anybody at Seymour, whether it be Bedford or Jeffersonville in a semifinal game. Uh, Jennings County will be tough to knock out of the sectional this year, 18-2, and two, and they've got some good tests coming up, as Coach Land mentioned, at Scottsburg this week coming up. That should be fun. And then they'll host Franklin, who's had a solid year in the uh, uh, cap of the regular season uh, coming up a little bit later in the week. So busy week for the Panthers as they begin to think about sectional basketball. Seymour, of course, uh, we, we had Coach Walters of Floyd Central on uh, talking about that big uh, first-round game, Floyd Central in New Albany. And now we have Jim Shannon on of the Bulldogs to talk about uh, the sectional draw and a lot more when it comes to New Albany basketball. Coach, I've, I've got to start with this. It, you know, this is the last go-around, 25 of these sectional draws you've spent with your team and then the next couple weeks slowly getting ready for the postseason. And my goodness, you've had some outstanding runs in Seymour and uh, so so much of it has begun at Seymour. That's been the basis of where things have gotten going for your New Albany club. Is it different going through this for the last time as the head coach of the New Albany Bulldogs? Well, I appreciate that, Matt. Appreciate you having me on. No, it's not different. Um, I'm still as nervous as I always am uh, trying to prepare. Uh, you know, we still got a couple games left to go, and that's kind of what throws everybody off. You know, it's like, well, we got to prepare for Tuesday and Friday because uh, we play Brownstown, and, you know, obviously they're really good, got a prolific player. And then we play Bloomington North on Friday, and they're outstanding. So, you know, here we go against two great teams and trying to prepare wh- whatever we have to do in advance of that, knowing full well that we've got to get prepared for that first game on Tuesday uh, in Floyd Central. So, no, the nerves are – are uh, just as they've always been the other 24 times that uh, we prepared for the sectional. It's really no different. Um, the, but I do appreciate you mentioning some of the successes that we did have because uh, we've had some great times up there. It's just a first-class organization. Seymour runs a great tournament, uh, and, and we've always enjoyed the people there and, and have always enjoyed uh, participating and competing in, in that sectional and sometimes regional uh, semi-state tournament. Jim Shannon of New Albany, our last of 10 local coaches as we talk about the 4A sectional at Seymour. Coach, we'll get into your team and what's ahead. It's a big week for you personally as well. Your final home game coming up Friday night uh, as you host, as you mentioned, a solid Bloomington North team. But uh, I got to ask, right out of the gate, as the drawing is listed on the screen, Floyd Central and New Albany, two rivals going to go at it in the second first-round game on Tuesday night of sectional week. Your reaction to a rematch with Floyd? Well, I kind of thought this was the way it was going to work out, so I went ahead and watched Floyd Central last night uh, thinking that I had a crystal ball. No, I'm joking, Matt. <laughs> I uh, I did go see Floyd play last night, but they played Bloomington North, who we have this Friday, so it was just a coincidence that I happened to be at their game last night. Uh, I would had no clue who we would draw, but anyhow – uh, yeah, it's uh, we've had some great games recently. I mean, really close games in the last several years, and it's it's turned into a real, real bitter rivalry between the two in terms of you know both schools wanting to win, both coaches wanting to win, the kids, players obviously wanting to win, and our games have been really, really close at times. So uh, we're looking forward to it. I know they're looking forward to it. Uh, you know, the thing is, you find out really quick how good you are or, you, you know, you, you 
you don't get to suit up anymore. You're done. So playing Tuesday, uh, I think sometimes can be a benefit because you can get the jitters out, but only if you get the jitters out well enough to play uh, to where you advance to the Friday night is, is it a good thing. But if, if it doesn't work out and you get beat, well, then it's not such a great thing. You'd rather have to buy. <laughs> Jim Shannon, New Albany coach with us here. Coach, you've got two big ones coming up. I know all the discussion tonight is about the sectional and a lot with uh, like with Coach Land in Jennings County. Probably r- real hard to think about all that right now because you mentioned Brownstown comes to the doghouse on Tuesday night, and we know how good the Braves are, and then a solid Bloomington North game on Thursday. So you've got a double dose of really good competition this week uh, at your home court. Yeah, yeah, we play Tuesday and, and Friday, and that only really gives you Saturday, Monday, and then bang, here you go again. you got to play sectional on Tuesday. So you really don't get much time. But in fairness, uh, you know, you know all your sectional opponents pretty well. You've played them all. Of course, Floyd and ourselves haven't played for quite a long time. That was early in December. But nonetheless, you know each other. They're in your backyard. Uh, They know you. There aren't a lot of secrets. It's really going to come down to, you know, I think which team plays harder, uh, which team uh, can get that basketball in the basket. I mean, that has a lot to do with it, too. Uh, And you got to have some breaks. So we'll all prepare like we're supposed to do. Coaches work hard. Uh, you know, they, they scout, they watch huddle, they put film, they do scouting reports, they walk through, they do the best thing that they can to get their team prepared for the upcoming opponent. Uh, that being said, though, you don't need a whole bunch of prep time for it. You can over prep at this point in the season because there just aren't any secrets. I mean, most of us are going to play the way we played all year. Um, you know, the teams that have been real successful are going to hopefully continue to do that. The teams that have struggled a little bit like we have, you're just, you're just hoping that, you know, one day the light goes on and, bam, you just start really playing a lot better, and, and that's what we're hoping for. Coach, uh, how special is it in this final week? I know it's good opponents, but to have two more games at the doghouse where, again, you've had so much success and you think about the crowds uh, really from start to finish, but some amazing crowds there during the Romeo years and some of those teams. But to go out uh, on your home court with two more games in this final week of the regular season, I've got to believe as you make that walk out to the playing floor for the final few times, it, it'll be a little different. And uh, I'm sure you'll have some reflection on the way. Yeah, I'm going to try to keep it all in perspective. You know, I've, I've got a, we've got a team here that's counting on us to coach it, you know, and I try not to get all – involved in the in the other stuff but you know i also do want to uh you know acknowledge former players i want to acknowledge the fans and all the people that have been there for me and my family uh, not only the 25 years i've been at new albany but the 39 years i've been doing this and so that makes it pretty special and and uh so you know i'll try to savor it try to take in each moment but you know, I would I would probably put that all on the back burner and, and not really care about it. My team could play really well and have a chance to get a victory on both nights. That's that's going to be way more important to me than than anything that's uh, being done in in terms of of my career. But uh, boy, what a what a run it's been! And I've been blessed with super talented players, been blessed with uh, great assistants and people who have been very supportive. And, and it's really the greatest fans that. Are a coach could ask for players could ask for in this day and age. I mean, they follow us and they're good. And, and our most loyal fans are, are good to us, even when we're struggling, you know, and 
it's really difficult, Matt, for, for most people that when you set the bar so high and then you have not only do you set the bar high with, with a lot of your teams, then you set the bar a little super high when you have a guy like Romeo Langford come in. Um, that was just a whole nother situation. But we've had other Indiana All-Stars there, you know, 16, 17 Indiana All-Stars at, at New Albany High School and one Mr. Basketball. And so we've we've had a rich, rich tradition, and I'm just so glad and so thankful and so blessed and proud that I was able to be a part of it for a quarter of a century. That's what I'm most proud of, the fact that I was allowed to stay this long and that I persevered through uh, the highs and the lows, and the peaks and the valleys, and the good times and the bad. Uh, but quite frankly, um, you know, this being my last year, I would really like to get our kids playing a little bit better. I'd have a better taste in my mouth uh, going into my last season and, you know, not look so much in the rearview mirror at how, you know, how much we used to win all the time and, and that kind of thing. So I'm really, really trying to push myself to do a better job of getting these kids prepared than I ever have because I'd like to see them go out with a smile on their face and an opportunity to cut down some sectional nets. So I'm just going to work as hard as I can possibly work to help them make that happen. Coach, a little bit about the team. I know there has been a rough patch in recent games, really the second half of the season after a tremendous start by your ball club. But as you think about this New Albany team, really kind of unknown about who could step up on any given night earlier in the season, maybe there was a clearer read on that, but it's a new Albany team as you've worked through struggles. You don't quite know from game to game who could be the one that does step up for you to help you get over the, uh, over the hump. Yeah, that's, that certainly is true. But you know, sometimes the answer lies right. It's pretty simplistic early in the year. We were winning. Um, our schedule was not as tough. Okay. I'm not saying there weren't a couple teams on there. that They were really good. I'm not saying the people that we played early weren't good. I'm just telling you that we hit a stretch here in the second half of the season where if you look at the records and the Sagarin ratings, our schedule got tougher in the second half. In the first eight games or so, ten games, whatever you want to call it, I think we were eight and three at one time, um, we won a lot of close games. And we knew. We were only averaging two points higher than we were giving up. So anytime you're hovering around that 500, that – 52 to 51 or 68 to 67, whatever it happens to be, then you know you're flirting with the 500 season. You may be flirting two two to the positive, or you may be flirting with two or three to the negative. And so for us, we started losing those those close games, and it all started with the Jeff game. Uh, we had them down 11 at halftime, and uh, I felt like we blew that game. And then we felt like we'd blown two or three other games. And so it just kind of catapults you a little bit uh, into a, into a funk, and you, your kids start losing their confidence, and we're, we're trying like crazy to get it back. And I do think we're playing better. We played really well against Providence, had a chance to win that game. Uh, not so so well at Bedford. We didn't shoot the ball very well. Plus, they're so difficult to play against, uh, especially at their place, but really anywhere with the way they, they ball control. But I do think we're on the brink of something special if we could just somehow get over the hump and get, get a pep back in our step and get some confidence, then I think that uh, these kids are very capable of surprising some people. All right, Jim Shannon of New Albany. Coach, great to catch up. We'll obviously talk more in advance of the sectional. In fact, we'll talk with you a little bit later this week in advance of your final home game at New Albany. But uh, great to chat with you tonight. We wish you the best of luck the rest of the season and, of course, in the sectional. 
We really appreciate that, Matt. Thank you so much for all the years. Thank you very much. Jim Shannon, our final of 10 coaches tonight. This is always a marathon program. Trevor Kelsey, the producer tonight, keeping us on the air and getting all the guests locked in. My thanks to the coaches. We rotate the coaches every year, just kind of my gut on who we should talk with each season and try to spread the love around, mainly local coaches. Occasionally we'll bring in someone from out of the area or at least out of the immediate area. But on this night, uh, as we get ready to depart here, as we reach 9 o'clock, two people that I think about a lot, Lee Kelly for so many years, uh, would be with me on this night. And, boy, when you have a two-hour show with – 10 or more guests, some years we've had more, uh, having someone of his experience and professionalism with you uh, makes all the world a difference, and he's a great friend, was a great friend, mentor to me, and it's on nights like this that, that I miss him, to be quite honest. And Douglas Scott Wolverton, the longtime producer who we lost last summer here at the Big X, uh, Trevor has done a fine job tonight, but uh, just special with Doug, and he got to know all the coaches and uh, develop uh, that relationship just over the phone, over all these interviews uh, through the years. He was a voice that I think, uh, if you've ever heard it or listened to his uh, scoreboard shows here on the Big X, you'll never forget the voice of Douglas Scott Wolverton, and I know that all of us here at the Big X uh, sure won't either, but those are two guys on a night like tonight uh, that I sure miss, and uh, they were a big part of everything that we have done here. As we sign off, I do want to mention what I started the program with tonight and just a a real shout out to girls basketball here in the area Lanesville headed to a 1A state championship game for the first time as is Corden in the 3A state championship game on Saturday and some big games ahead for them some opportunities for Southern Indiana specifically Harrison County to they've already made a mark but to really make a mark up in Indianapolis on Saturday and of course today the Indiana women winning the Big Ten Conference for uh, just the second time in pro program history in very dominant fashion. Uh, Been a good week, a good weekend for women's and girls basketball with our local ball clubs. And I tell you, this IU women's team, they are going to be a lot of fun to watch as the Big Ten tournament and then the NCAA women's tournament gets here as well. So just another thing to add to the checklist for this upcoming busy time of basketball here. They call it March Madness. And I don't think it matters uh, more anywhere than right here in southern Indiana and in Kentuckiana. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. This is the tradition that we really enjoy and look forward to continuing to bring you coverage of high school sports here in southern Indiana. Again, my thanks to Trevor Kelsey, our producer tonight, and, of course, to all the coaches uh, for taking time out of their busy schedules. So many of them are getting ready for games this week and, of course, sectionals coming up uh, in just over a week and had team get-togethers tonight and other media opportunities they needed to take care of. But always so great to work with the local coaches here in this area. So for Trevor Kelsey, Matt Dennison saying good night, everybody.